0: Thank you. Greetings. Church family, Christian friends, and all those who have joined us via live stream today. I thank my God for each of you. And I especially thank my pastor, the Reverend E. Theophilus Cavitus, for entrusting me to stand in this holy space and bring to you a word from the Lord. Come on, come on, come on. It's a responsibility that I most humbly accept. So please bow with me yes. in prayer. Father, once more and again, your daughter, your servant, stands in this holy space, the pulpit of your house, before these your people and ask in prayer that by the aid of your Holy Spirit, you speak to me and through me and allow your word to penetrate the heart and mind of all those whose hearts and minds you will or have already opened to believe and trust in the mighty name of your Son and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. My friends from the Old Testament, we have from the New King James Version, Deuteronomy verses four through nine, I'm not going to read these, they're too long. I am not going to read these, you read them when you get home. These words, including verses one, two, and three, are the words of God given to the people of Israel by Moses as they prepared themselves to enter into the Promised Land. And from the New Testament, New King James also, we have our very familiar First Communion service scripture found in 1 Corinthians 11 verses 23 through 26. Again, read those in their entirety when you get home. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now from these two passages of scripture that comprise our lesson and text, you should note that both involve a covenant with God. (laughs) And the Lord has given me as a topic or a point of departure, if you will, a title that truly touched my heart. And that title is Lest I Forget. Mm. Lest. I forget. Come on, preacher. Meaning lest meaning for fear. For fear of fearful or worried that I just might forget something. Uh-huh. Oh lest I forget. And notice now I didn't say lest you forget or lest we forget, but lest I forget. I see. Because as biblical scholars, we must all come to realize that our walk and our talk will be judged individually by God. So as I read and I studied these scriptures, I began to see for myself what the Lord requires me to do in order to live in his will and bring glory to his holy name. Oh, lest I forget. And just like it touched me, well, perhaps, just maybe, by the aid of God's Holy Spirit, uh-huh. it just might touch you, too. Uh-huh. Oh, lest I, me, you, we forget. Uh-huh. All right. My friends, when we forget, we fail to hold something in our minds. When we forget, The forgetfulness could be innocent, blameworthy, or even something useful in order to receive a peace of mind. Just like the apostle Paul noted in Philippians 3.13, forgetting those things which are left behind. And that's all well and good. Each of us has something in our lives that we choose to forget. But I stand before you today saying, Lest I forget. Why? Because you see, there's something of great importance that I want to always remember. But in my humanness, I'm fearful that I just might sometimes forget. Oh, lest. I forget. Now, I'm sure we've all forgotten something during our lifetimes, and one thing in particular becomes more certain every day. As we progress in age, and it's this, that we do tend to forget more and more each day. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Your head upstairs or downstairs to get something. And before you reach your destination, it's like, oh, what? Amen? But I tell you, my friends, even as a young person, I knew the importance of remembering. So I would make little notes to myself, and i put them on my mirror. I gotta remember, I've got an exam in school, I gotta remember, I got this test to take. And as I got older, and began living on my own, I had to make notes about Bill's due. All right? The one thing I I had to say, I I didn't want to forget. I didn't want to forget a delinquent bill. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Because if you have a delinquent bill, you've got to face the consequences, all right? The consequences of forgetfulness. How many of us, during some time in our lives, no water, no heat, no phone, not because you didn't have money, but because you forgot to pay the bill. Unless I forget. So now how does this apply to our scripture lesson and our text today? Let me give you a little background and a short history. The Hebrew name for Deuteronomy, it's el-hadebarim, meaning these are the words, but the Greek name for Deuteronomy is Deuteronomian, and it means second law book, or second telling of the law. Now this is our propos, because it acknowledges its ties with the book of Exodus, where the law occurs first for the ancestors of this current Hebrew generation. Now, many of you already know the Exodus story. Well, the book of Deuteronomy takes up that story of the Israelites after approximately 40 years of their wandering in the desert, why? Because of their disobedience. And after 40 years in the desert, wondering aimlessly, many from the original group had died off. So Deuteronomy explains to us how Moses reminded this younger generation of Israelites of the covenant that they had made with God. He does this in a series of very passionate speeches or I like to call them sermons. And in these sermons, Moses cautions the people to remain faithful to God. In the midst of pagan Canaanite culture, remain faithful to God in the midst of the pandemic. All right? In the midst of Trump, remain faithful to God. Now at 120 years of age, Moses already knew that he was never gonna see the Promised Land. And in chapter 34, we read of his death. So in essence, my friends, Deuteronomy is Moses' last will and testament. The last will and testament to the people of Israel. And within this will, Moses was challenging them to remain faithful He was reminding them of their past history, and he was pointing them towards their future of blessings or curses, depending on obedience or disobedience. Amen? Oh, lest they forget. I tell you today that from a theological perspective, it's very difficult to overestimate the value of this great book. Why? Because Judaism, as it exists today, is a product of this book. And Christianity developed its self-understanding by staying in tune with the theological perspectives that are at the very heart of this great book. My friends, Deuteronomy is not only one of the most important books in the Bible, but it's also one of the most quoted throughout the New Testament. For example, Matthew four, one through 11, our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ defeated Satan in the wilderness by quoting Deuteronomy three times during his encounter. Read them when you get home. Deuteronomy 8:3, 616, and six thirteen. And also note that verse five is very key. It reads, you shall, not your might. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And it's key because this verse is also considered by Jesus in Matthew 22:37. 37 is considered to be the first and greatest commandment. The heart, you see, was considered to be the seat of the mind and soul. And when Jesus quotes this passage, which is also found in the books of Mark 1230 and Luke 1027, Jesus adds the word mind. And that was probably to emphasize understanding Because we're told, you see, in Proverbs 4, 7, in all you're getting, get understanding. That certainly would have been helpful to the Pharisees and Sadducees. And it would certainly be helpful to some of our politicians today. Amen? And so as we move through these verses, 4 through 9, let me give you our contemporary challenge for today. It's this, I have the question, can we? Can we find specific, individual, contemporary relevance in this portion of scripture? In today's society, where families rarely sit together for dinner, They rarely discuss God's word as it pertains to the family unit, and they rarely pray together, so they rarely stay together. So tell me, can we, in this society of Google, Facebook, tweets, YouTube, and text, can we find a specific individual contemporary relevance in this portion of scripture? Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 9. Because you see, my friends, these particular verses have been known in Jewish tradition for centuries. As the Shema, they contain the fundamental truth of Israel's religion. And to this day, they are recited as part of their daily prayer. Israel's obedience was to arise from a relationship based upon love, and who is love? God. Scripture tells us that the Hebrews displayed a literal fulfillment of this command to be a people of the commandments all in their homes. In other words, they cultivated an undivided devotion with wholehearted commitment to God. So now knowing this, my brothers and sisters, I ask you again, can we today find specific individual contemporary relevance in these verses? I'm gonna give you the answer. Yes, the answer is oh yes, we can. Because you see my friends, here is where Deuteronomy, the Old Testament, meets up with the New Testament. First Corinthians 11, 23, 26. Saints, we're talking about Holy Communion, the second of two ordinances in the Baptist church, the first being baptism. But here at Greater Abyssinia, each first Sunday, you and I, as a body of Baptist believers, after having shared the reading of our Baptist church covenant, we partake of the symbols of the broken body and shed blood as an act of obedience and unity with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And you know the whys and wherefores of this scripture are right here in our face. Christ himself tells us, do this in remembrance of me. And as often as you do this, you show forth my death until I come. Oh yeah, he's coming back. Lest we forget. My friends, lest we forget that God through his son, Jesus Christ, still calls his people today. He calls them to pursue him with all your heart, soul, and mind. Why? Because in that pursuit, we will find life and a multitude of blessings. Malachi tells us blessings that we won't even have room enough to receive. But my friends, we, as a contemporary community of believers, we must understand and must remember that God's high expectations of his people flow out of his own holy nature. God tells us in the book of Exodus 19 and Leviticus 20, you shall be to me a kingdom of priests and a holy nation. Sanctify yourselves therefore and be holy for I am the Lord your God, oh, lest we forget. My friends, as I reflect upon my own Christian journey, bear with me if you will, as I briefly share two very true personal situations that I cannot I must not forget. First situation took place when I was in my 20s working for a Fortune 500 corporation where being asked to make a presentation to the big wigs back then was a very big deal. So not only did I have to have a solid presentation I had to have that look and back then, you know, they were making women's business clothes like the men's business clothes. So I run out and I buy me a three-piece. Jacket, vest, skirt. All right? The morning of that presentation, I'm preparing to go downstairs and leave. But I had to, I had to just take one more look at my oh so good look itself. Hey. And I went plumbing and right down them stairs. Yes, I did. Hit that landing between the first and second floor, knocked the wind completely out of myself. And at first I lay there and I started laughing, but then I started praying. And I thank God for not letting me break my neck, kill myself. And I thought about my friends, that in the midst of making a worldly living, in the midst of trying to play the world's game, I have forgotten God. I've forgotten God, oh lest, lest I forget the humility of falling down those stairs. Now the second story, and I'll make it brief. Some of you know about my bout with colon cancer. Well, my husband over there, Dr. Vincent Holland, Stayed with me every step of the way. So he can truly testify that I really should be dead and gone. Alright? Yet here I stand, a living testimony. Able, amen. Able to celebrate 41 years with him tomorrow. Oh less I forget. Well, Make a long story short, doctors told me that the residual effects of the chemo and radiation would probably strongly affect the nerves in my hands. But God was merciful, my friends. Because you see, and Deacon Butler can attest to this, he was my boss at the time. My hands were detrimental to my workload. Am I right? Amen. (laughs) Amen. God was merciful. He allowed the chemicals to create an unusually painful effect, not in my hands, but in my feet, in my feet. And they sometimes, like today, I can wear wedgies for a short period of time. I can't wait to get out of these. But I'll tell you what I consider, what God has done for me, I'm not bothered by the situation with my feet because I'm blessed to be able to testify that his grace is sufficient. Amen? Oh, us not I forget. So as I come to my close, I want us to remember that it wasn't the nails that held our Lord and Savior to the cross, but it was his unfathomable love for you and for me. Oh, I'll tell you, we can't imagine that kind of love. It's too deep for our little human brains to wrap around. You and I, no matter how hard we might try, we'll never have in our humanity the depth of love of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Oh, lest ha, I forget, Gethsemane. Oh, lest I forget, I've got it written in my heart how they whipped our bread of life all night long. Oh, lest I forget how they stretched him wide, nailed him to an old rugged cross, a cross at Calvary. Our Lord and Savior, he had tears in his eyes, but not for himself. Those tears were for you and for me. Love, on that cross. And he pissed him, they pissed him in his side, but saints living water came running down. Lest I forget that love was dying on that cross, but yet he stopped downstairs and gave blessed assurance to sinners like you and me. The light of the world endured this pain and suffering because he being a good shepherd loves you and little and unworthy me. Because scripture tells us that on that blessed, wonderful third day, and the life I bread of life rose. Yes, he did. He rose early because all death and the grave could not hold him. My friends, keep this in your remembrance that our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, he lives. He lives so that you and I can enjoy every new day. Oh, lest we forget. Oh, lest I forget. That's my message from the Lord today. Thank you. Thank you.